Hey there, this is Harriet, and today I want to share a little bit with you from Gary Smalley. He is a licensed marital counselor, and um, he wrote different books about marriage and Christian marriage, and I just wanted to read something to you that came from something he wrote about a love that lasts forever, and it's from his book, a love that lasts forever. And it says, a love that lasts forever invites honor as a permanent resident. A love that lasts forever highly values each other, daily giving the other a place of prominence in each other's life. A love that lasts forever is courageous enough to ask what would make this relationship better. All right, ladies, we're going to talk about healthy marriage maintenance today. Now, one of, one thing that I've learned as a Christian wife is that courtship should last a lifetime once you get married. A lot of times, we put all this work and effort and time into planning the specifics of what we want with our marital ceremony, that after that ceremony is over, we're usually still bathing in the light of that for probably a year or two, and I'm being generous with that. But after the newness of the actual wedding ceremony, wears off, the newness of your spouse wears off, then what's next is you're either going to survive in your marriage or you're going to learn how to thrive in your marriage. And that means that you have to learn how to successfully manage to continue to court your spouse. And that's the difference between surviving and thriving in a marriage. When you survive in a marriage, you're just barely making it. You, you can't stand each other. You've allowed contempt to creep in. You're talking behind each other's backs. You're, you're, you're no longer hiding the fact that you can't stand this person. And it's just a matter of time, time before the whole thing just collapse. But then when you're thriving in your marriage, you, 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 you take the necessary precautions to prevent um, contempt from creeping into your marriage, to prevent hatefulness from creeping into your marriage, unkindness and selfishness. And this requires uh, being constantly aware and accountable for your behaviors. You see, a lot of times in marriage, we, we, we can see everything that's wrong with, with the spouse. Oh, my husband, he does this. I can't stand when he says that. If he hadn't brought this type of stuff into my life, I wouldn't have to deal with that. And, and it's so easy to just look at all the rocks that he has in his bucket. But sometimes we neglect to realize that we come with our own stuff. We come with our own behaviors that we don't even know anything about until we marry somebody. Because if you didn't come from a healthy family, 
emotionally, uh, mentally, and spiritually, then chances are, and even if you did, you still have some behaviors that you, you can work on. Because I truly believe that in a Christian, in a healthy Christian marriage, you're, you're helping each other draw closer to Christ. You're not a stumbling block for, for each other, but you're doing everything that you can to support and love one another. That's what happens in a healthy marriage. But like I said, when you get married, you have to shift your mindset from thinking, okay, we're married now. I got him now. But that's not that's not it. We have to continue to honor one another in marriage. Like they said uh, during the uh, marriage, marriage ceremony, I remember the pastor talking about, do you promise to love, honor, and obey? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> but no, you guys know what I'm saying. We have to honor each other. And part of being able to honor one another in a healthy marriage is you have to make sure that that person's needs is always taking prominence over all the other stuff that you have going on in your life. And that's what causes problems in marriage is that we start prioritizing uh, other relationships over our relationships with our spouses. And that's when you start having issues. You know, usually men, they not, they're not big on talking about how they feel. You have to really be tuned into them to, to notice little things that they're saying. And that comes from uh, just being present in your marriage, emotionally and physically, as well as spiritually present. And when I say spiritually present, you're praying for your spouse. You're praying with your spouse. And you, you guys are spending time al alone with God, as well as spending time with uh, with God together. And so ladies, we've got to do the necessary things to make sure that we don't allow the cracks and, and, and the little holes to sink the marital ship. And let me give you some examples of some preventative things that you can do to keep tension out of your house, to remove contempt as quickly as you can, because once it sets in, it's like, Kool-Aid in a carpet, honey. You get that red Kool-Aid dye in your carpet, you might as well destroy the whole carpet or buy a pretty rug from Lowe's because that stain is not coming out. Now, I'm not going to say things are impossible because anything is possible with God, but you have to make sure that you do everything that you can to prevent things from destroying your marital ship. Now, sometimes it's the little things. It's always the little things that start to grow into larger things. Because a lot of tiny holes can sink your marital ship just as much as a hole that's the size of a cannon. This is what I'm saying. I, sh I understand that many of you have professional jobs outside of your home. But what is important is that you maintain emotional intimacy with your spouse. And that requires waking up earlier sometimes <clears throat> to make sure that you prepare something for you guys. You know, maybe it's fixing his coffee every morning. And maybe it's preparing breakfast once a week or just on Saturdays. Or, or just finding a way to reconnect with your spouse during the week when things are busy. Maybe it's putting a little note in his lunch pail, putting a note in the pocket of his pants, 
sending him a sweet text during the, the day. If your spouse is not having continuous contact with you, then there's this gap for something or somebody else to get in. And it can be it can be another person, it can be um, a hobby, it can be an activity. So you need to do everything that you can to connect and continue to reconnect with your spouse and not to be mean with your speech with your spouse. See, language and speech can ruin a Christian marriage. So you have to be careful about not talking down to your spouse or talking at your spouse. So ladies, we've got to keep in mind that, you know, the, the same stuff that we did to attract these men, they're wanting us to remain that way. But sometimes it's difficult because of life. So what we, but what we can do is to try to continue to evolve, not just for our husbands or anything like that, but because we are growing stronger in our faith and because we want to continue to walk down the path of self-improvement. And that means that if you put on a few pounds, you're working to get them off, not just for your spouse, but so you can be in a more attractive person to yourself and feel good about yourself when you are with your spouse. Because a lot of insecurity stems from the fact that we women know that we're not doing what we're supposed to do. That's why so many, uh, I, I've heard women get angry and, and say mean things. Oh, my husband always looking at other women and I can just be sitting there. And I listen to women, y'all. That's what I do for a living. But I'll sit there and I'll just watch. And I'll listen. And I hear the woman talk all on and on. Oh, he always looking at other women. And, and I get him told and I told him that if he want to be with her, he need to go be with her. And here I am looking at a woman who looks like she doesn't even take the time uh, to, to clean her skin. She doesn't take the time to, to walk and exercise so that she can keep her little figure and keep her weight down, and 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 then she doesn't even make the effort to try to put any lip chap on to keep her lips from cutting her husband if he chooses to kiss her or not. And so, ladies, a lot of times we want to blame men for uh, for choosing not to buy into what we want them to buy into. You know that you were attra you were attractive and you looked good when you attracted that man, and now. You sitting on the couch eating tortilla chips and 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 Coca Cola and you and you over there eating big old trays of dip and and all this fried food and stuff like that and and you don't look the way you did when you first married that man and I know a lot of you may probably say, well, it's because of what he done said to me and what he did to me over the years. I'm who I am because of him, honey. Don't let no man take you down a path like that. You don't give anybody that much power over you. The only person that should have power over you is Jesus Christ. That's the only one who, who can change things in your life. So don't, don't allow yourself to, be, uh, to, to go down, per se, because of what your husband fails to say or do for you. Because at the end of, of the day, you belong to God. So ladies, we've got to do better. If you, if you want to see your marriage improve, start working on improving yourself and your relationship with God first. And then that will prioritize everything else in your life, even with your decision making, with your finances. 
Some of you are having problems in your marriage because your husbands has, have been begging you to go find a job. But because you're lazy and because he's not saying anything about it again, you think that it doesn't matter. But it's putting a strain on your marriage. And, and if your husband is asking you for your support, then you need to be doing what's necessary to help him because you did sign up to be his helpmate. And the problem with uh, with marriage sometimes is that you sign up to be a helpmate, but you turn into a, a headache and you don't want to be there for your husband and you don't want to, to have problems in your marriage because it makes you feel bad. You may try to, oh, I don't care, you know, what one man won't do, another one will, honey, and you will have problems in that marriage too if you don't learn how to deal with what you got now. Let me tell you, let me, let me tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you a few stories and then I'm going to go because sometimes we may not quite get it until we hear stories about what has happened to other people. There was a lady and she was married to a man. And this man at one point in his life was down on his luck and had made poor decisions and, and he had to settle for mediocre jobs. And, and you know how it is when you get down in the dumps, uh, people start treating you like you're nobody. And so he was accustomed to being treated that way. And then he married a woman and this woman was in the church. She was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she was a godly woman, per se. And what ended up happening was she helped this man clean himself up, and then he ended up getting him a job. And she had a job, too. And over time, she would he would work hard and different things like that, and whenever there were conversations, she would always remind him of how you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't for me. You wouldn't have what you have if it wasn't for me. You wouldn't do what you do if it wasn't for me. And and she reminded him of that every chance that she got. Can you imagine guys having somebody do that to you? And so I came across this woman and I noticed how she talked down to this man. And this was a very handsome man. And I looked at her and I couldn't help but notice the crow's feet, uh, the bad wig and uh, the nappy kitchen behind the wig and, and the crusty feet and the dry, scaly skin. And don't let me go there, y'all. I'm a say woman, so let me stop right here before I offend somebody. But you getting a, you getting a, you getting a visual, right? Okay. And so I just sat there and I was like, okay, somebody need to warn her. And what better person than me? I said, sister, let me tell you something. You, 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 you're beating your man in the ground. You're taking all of his money and giving him an allowance. That's what you give a child. And the fact that you label it as an allowance is how you reference a child. So you see him as insignificant when he is the head of the family, the head of the household, God, the head of the family. So why are you continuing to do this? And, 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 and she, well, uh, I, uh, hey, I pay all the bills and, 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 and I give him a little bit. He don't need that much. I said, you're taking his dignity away. You are taking away that, that, that feeling that men need to be a man. You, you, you're pretty much treating him like a child. 
Well, look, I done lived a long time. I said, let me tell you something. If you don't stop, you're going to lose your husband to somebody else. So I warned her. A couple of years later, she sent out a message that she was divorced. And I wasn't surprised because she, she was sedated in her life. She was asleep. And she thought that she was in control. Ladies, don't lose your husbands because you don't know how to treat them. Don't lose your husbands because you stopped dating them. A man does not want to lay in a bed with a woman with skin that feels like a reptile. And a man does not want to be fit, does not want to feel like he's uh, uh, a sumo sumo wrestler is sitting in his lap. I commend women because I have to do the same thing who try to exercise and, and eat healthy and drink your water so that you can take care of yourself and feel good about yourself when you're around your husband. And, and especially when you're by yourself, because a lot of y'all want these men to continue to buy from your store, but you've got bad products in it. <laughs> You want you want your husband to prioritize time with you, but you're unpleasant to be around. You want your husband to uh, have you, sh- you hanging from the chandeliers, but you don't do anything to make yourself uh, physically and, and, and uh, mentally attractive. Some of you don't know how to talk to your men to make them feel good about being with you. So you see, a lot of times we confuse the fact that, you know what, he ain't going to never leave me. He ain't going to never leave me. Because most of the time, men don't leave women uh, because of, of of looks. I'm serious. They don't leave a woman because of looks. Because if you look at a a woman that has had to deal with a man leaving her, most of the time the women are very attractive women, very successful women. Some men, good men, leave because of how you make them feel. And one thing about a man, a man is not going to stay with a woman that makes him feel bad about himself. Women will stay with a man and make them feel bad forever. But men won't do it. They will stay with you physically, even if they have to emotionally and mentally check out with somebody else. They'll, They'll stay there. She can have my body. But she can't have my mind and my soul. So they'll check out. They'll be living with you every day, dragging themselves in the house with you. But their heart and soul is on the other side of town. Y'all remember that song, your your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. That's real. That's true. So you don't want that to happen to you in your marriage. You want to have a healthy marriage. You want to have affection in your marriage. Some of you all don't even kiss your husbands. You don't hug them when they walk through the door. You don't greet them with kindness. Sometimes just say yes. You may not always agree. Sometimes my husband come to me with stuff like, baby, I want to go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell? I'd just rather go to a, a, a restaurant with some real Mexican food. But I don't say that because that's what he wants. So guess what? I put on my little lip gloss and eyeliner. And my uh, go-to outfit, and when I say go-to outfit, that's what you put on. You can put it on in five minutes and look decent. Usually it's a little set or a throw-on, easy, cool dress. And I go 
go out of the door with them and go to the Taco Bell and, and order something simple from the menu and just sit there and watch him eat those tacos. And that's something that he enjoys. As women, we can't, we can't take away what men like to do. We can't do that. We may not agree with everything that they like to do. And, and, and I'm talking about if it's something that's healthy and that's going to help them, not something that's going to hurt them. Because you don't want to be a nagging wife. You don't want to be a mean wife. You want to be your husband's friend. See, that's what we forget as Christian women. You want to be his friend, not his mama. So I'll go to the Taco Bell, and, and um, I remember uh, he wanted me to go fishing with him. And I was like, oh, Lord, I do not want to go to this fishing bank because there are alligators out here. And so uh, I said, I don't know. I said, now, I'll go fishing with you, but I'm not going to one of those swamp lands where I can get eaten or anything. Uh, but I'll go to one of those parks and fish with you. And so we went to the park, and I saw a, a gator for the first time up close and personal. And I told him, I said, baby, look, I love you with all my heart and soul. But, but I can't get used to seeing no gators this close to me. So you're going to have to go with some other gentleman or something, but I can't do this. I love you. I'll help you with your go by the bait from Walmart, and I'll help you pick out a fishing pole at one of these places. But I, I can't go out there, honey. But if you want me to go fishing with you, go somewhere where you don't see gators. I'm from Mississippi. We're not used to, we're not used to treating gators like pets. So, ladies, what I'm saying to you is you got to remember to be your husband's friend. You've got to honor him and respect him. And then you can't base how you treat your husband by how he treats you. Be kind and remember that you answer to God. And if you want to have a healthy marriage, you're going to have to be emotionally, mentally, and spiritually healthy too. And it's a process. Perform uh, preventative maintenance on your marriage all the time. Do a temperature check to make sure that your husband is not harboring something in his heart that you need to talk about. And God will continue to bless you in your marriage. Just make sure that God is, is, is the foundation and the head of that marriage. And you will make it. Surround yourself with Christian people. Don't let anybody come between you. Make sure you don't forget to keep dating your husbands. I can't say this enough. You can never stop dating your husband. The same stuff you said and did when you were dating him, you're going to have to do it for the rest of your rest of your, the life of your marriage. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Stop changing and, 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 and withholding and not being kind. And Because there's some stuff that can happen in a marriage that will make you turn cold. It's some stuff that can come from these men, families that can make you turn cold, hateful, and low down. And you don't want that to happen to you. You don't want to fall in, in that trap. And as long as you're listening to me on this podcast, I'm going to make sure that I make you aware of it. What I want you to focus on every week, what can I do this week to make my husband feel like the special man that he is? And do it. And that should be something that you strive to do every week. Now, I didn't say every day. Those of you who can do it every day, my hat is off to you. But at least once a week, you should be prioritizing time with him to do what he loves to do. Not what you want to make him do. Not, not if he recommends a restaurant and then you coerce him into going where you want to go. 
All of that little stuff matters. Giving him an opportunity to be the man that he wants to be. The freedom to be himself. God bless you. And I hope this helps you on your marital journey. I love y'all so much.